What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Divi Chat. We're so happy to have you. We've got a, an amazing foursome here today on the panel. Today, we're going to be talking about our website handoff checklists. So not really so much a launch checklist as what do you do to give your clients control over your website, or, excuse me, their website, once you've finished everything to make sure that they have what they need and you don't become one of those infamous web developers that leaves them stranded without any access to their site or anything like that. So um, before we dive into this topic, which is super important, and I think sort of strangely under discussed, even though there's sort of a lot of elements to it, uh, why don't we meet our panel? Uh, my name is Stephanie Hudson. I represent Focus WP, where we help agencies to scale and grow by offering white label outsourced services of all kinds. And we have a Facebook group. You should come hang out with us. Focus on your biz, B-I-Z. Let's just go around clockwise. Sarah. Hey guys, Sarah Oates here with Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. We build websites for small businesses, mostly here in Australia, which the budget just got dropped last night. And it's great news for web design because they have announced that uh, for every $100 that a business spends, they'll get $120 back on tax. And so um, for specific things, and one of those things is web design. So small businesses are going to want to spend some money in the web design industry in the next year because they're going to get good tax breaks up to, I think it was like $100,000. So it's like a really decent, and you can buy computers and technology and stuff as well. But web design is a good industry to be in in the next year in Australia. So yay for us. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey everyone, Tim Streifler here, uh, broadcasting from San Clemente, California, and you can find me online at divilife.com where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, and tutorials, and wpgears.com where I have my podcast, uh, WP the Podcast with David Blackman, uh, as well as a couple of Divi and business courses. Hi everyone, uh, my name's Mike Devitt, and uh, a few weeks ago, Stephanie mentioned that she was going to be on the dance floor all night in her intro. Well, no one leaves Stephanie on the dance floor. So inspired by uh, dance music tonight, uh, we at Web Design Pro create designs that are off the wall, sending our clients into a boogie wonderland where they want to be making shapes all night long while their website masterpiece earns money for them while they sleep. And the cost, it's never to, never to, never too much you can find me on linkedin facebook twitter and murdering the dance floor somewhere in the uk with my dad dancing oh <laughs> i like to boogie and tim's gone look i, did, I know he couldn't, what he did couldn't you handle it he couldn't he handle that injury. that's it not another it's mic finally intro. it finally was too broke much. him <laughs> you broke tim way to go now who is going to define a website handover i teased it a little uh, we, at the top yeah i mean and now tim's not here what should we do mike you want to jump in yeah i mean uh basically i'm you're... here oh, wait. i'm here <laughs> oh tim you saved the day where did you go where did you go you left i us. he went to, to the bathroom a... he forgot to turn his headphones off did you know that? <laughs> no, no 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 i had uh to get something out the door a birthday present for my wife was being delivered and so i needed oh, to boy. Oh, run and get it keep it quiet keep it quiet 
So, yes. You want me to define? Is that is that what we're talking about? Do you need Mike to take this one for you? You're a little out of breath. Um, I am a little out of breath. I was running across the house and I could hear, <laughs> I like went back into the range where my AirPods were connected because originally they weren't. And then I could hear uh -huh. you talking about defining. So I was like, and you're like, yeah, oh, that's my it's bit, job. It's a bit yes. like me saying, say you can take care bye bye at the end, Tim. I just can't do it. Wrong. I know. Wrong. Yeah, exactly. But I'm going to let Mike, Mike do this one. So, okay. Yeah. Um, you, you've done all the, well, you think you've done all the hard work. Uh, you've got your website made live and then there's tying the ribbons on afterwards. And it's that the client handover is passing over all of the information that they need, uh, like their logins uh, or any logins that are um, pertinent to any of their team, for example, um, and making sure that uh, they can log into their website um and really there's a there's a there's a checklist for go live but then there's a checklist for handover as well so that's kind of what we're discussing this evening what's in your handover what are you passing over to your client at the beginning of their journey with their new website thank you excellent no that's worries. exactly what we were what we're thinking about here so again there are last minute touches right so uh who, who wants to kick this off? Where where do we decide? Like, where does the website build end and the the handoff begin? Where would you guys say? Probably after it goes live, um, I would think like there's kind of this process. Usually it's all in one day. The start of it is all in one day for me where you've got your process of going live. So I usually try and allocate a couple of hours for that process, which is not part of what we're talking about today. Um, and then at that point, when the website is actually live, then you have to prepare, okay, now what do I do um, at that point? And so usually that involves an email saying, congratulations, your website is live or a phone call or a whatever and explaining to them that it takes the internet a little while to catch up. And so just because you can see it live doesn't mean the whole internet can see it live. You need to give it a little bit of time. Don't go putting it on social media right this second. <laughs> Maybe do that tomorrow. Yeah, good You know, point. that kind good of point. discussion part of it, of explaining. Usually I do that before it goes live, but that part of explaining to people, this is what going live looks like because I think sometimes people don't really understand. They kind of just think you flick a switch and then, you know, shabam, it's all done. But um, that bit can be a little, a little bit confusing for people. So I think that should happen before, but if it hasn't happened before, then straight after it goes live, some sort of explanation of that part of it is part of it. Yeah. I think there's a, I think there's another thing that um, people, and I know it's going, back ever so slightly in the process, but I'm going to go there. <laughs> and that is that when a client signs off on a project, they need to understand what a sign off actually is because part of that handover is them understanding before you do the handover exactly what it is that's, that's, that's changed in their world and what your, what your involvement now is, you know? Yeah. Um, you know what 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 are we doing now we're we're offering you a period of support however long uh, people offer that for we offer two weeks um support but what does that support actually look like now this 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 isn't like support for oh we forgot about that page um can we just have <laughs> that page added 
um mm-hmm. oh there's a couple of photos we don't like and we, we we'd like them changed and uh, and actually that section there we'd like that moved somewhere else and uh and and it's not quite looking the way we we, we thought it would well hang on a minute whoa you signed it off so that that beforehand that sign off making the client understand exactly what sign off is because i've had it had this before where i've said to someone so you're signing the project off yeah we're going live right i said yeah yeah <laughs> but because they're like really keen to go live and it's only and it's really weird how somebody looks at a website before it goes live and then after they see it in a totally different way i think it's a bit like um I've, I've seen this versus reality. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of that they're going through it going, yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. That bit's okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not looking People at just it in scan. detail. Yes. We yes. have just started at Sweet Tea. We've just started um, having them fill out a form that is basically signed. That is their launch. It's a website launch approval. Ooh, I, nice mostly stole this from other places and just sort of cobbled it and seasoned it for myself uh if anybody would like to take a look at it um send me oh, of actually, course we would you would um and oh wait that's the wrong chat so we'll put it in the show notes too um but this this helps because it goes through several different areas of the site and things that they might not think to look for because you know we don't they could look at it on one screen and think like oh that looks great it may be to mention like hey did you check it on a couple different things like your phone and your tablet and all of that and this it sometimes is a little scary to send a thing like this because do we we (laughs) want to have to come back and be like (laughs) no this is broken this is broken you know because it's just like it just never fails it's like the longer a site sits there done just Mm -hmm. everything starts to break i don't like i don't know what gremlins exist in mm-hmm. unlaunched websites. I, I had a site yeah. like that where it went it was one of those ones just before christmas where we ended up saying look let's just launch the home page because you really need something launched and you haven't got the content let's launch the home page and so then the other pages got done after christmas but technically it was kind of live so it was this really blurry like and then forever it was all of that stuff and because the line was so blurry there wasn't a clear like but we're done with that (laughs) like that's no longer a thing and (laughs) show of hands who has been there more more things (laughs) it's that is so frustrating and it is so easy to do especially if there's a situation like that where the client you know they have such a they have a super tight deadline or if you've gotten a little behind and you're like well let's just do you know like you're trying to like jump the gun a little bit too and oh my goodness it just is it's a world of hurt so um so yeah so you're I just, asking them all the devices not all of them but the question yep. is have you viewed your website on various browsers and everything looks great have you viewed your website on a mobile phone and everything looks great <laughs> you know yeah. have you viewed your phone on your site on a tablet and everything looks great just that kind of thing um just to f- put in front of them the kind of things that they should be looking at because they sometimes they just don't even understand what they're talking about until down the road when a customer says like hey this doesn't work on my phone or whatever you know and then they come back to it so um so this is something we're still i'm still tweaking it and working with it i've only used it a couple times but um but i'm excited about it. i'm actually launching a site this week and so i'm excited to get put this little bad boy to work again yeah and people um, are different when they have to sign something aren't they 
it, right. it changes the game when when you yeah. when you're saying oh i got your signature it's the same with the contract you know if you get a digital signature on it at the beginning uh and it shows their ip address and stuff like that it, their people are are different with it and i think they take it a little bit more seriously um and it's so important because i think also for as as web de designers we end up in this situation where you kind of have that sigh of relief once the site's gone live, haven't you? You think all that work, maybe maybe you've been only working on it for weeks, maybe it's months. In some cases, it's years for people because they literally have some projects which just take ages to go live. So you have that final bit of relief. So by getting it properly signed off and then going into this sort of uh, early life support handover situation, you're you're getting the anvil off your shoulders you're moving it over towards the client and saying this is your website this is your intellectual property this is now yours away you go so i think one thing that changes is whether you're doing maintenance or you're not doing maintenance to this whole process because yep. if you're handing it off completely and you will not be involved moving forward then that's a different level of handover than if you're mm. handing it over to a maintenance client. I almost want to yeah. say I'd want to talk about them separately, but is that the same for you guys? That it would be super different? I mean, I've done where like, okay, you know, you, you have your maintenance plan where it covers the, you know, these predefined things, nothing more, right? And then I've done yeah. where it's almost like retainer agreement where yes, I am hosting it. I am doing updates, I'm doing this, but I am being available for constant updates and stuff like that. And they're paying for it. It's not like they're paying yeah. the same amount as a normal maintenance plan client that's not getting, you know, any content updates and stuff like that. And that it's like, that is really where the, the line gets blurry from launch to, you know, uh, yeah. call it ongoing maintenance or whatever. Um, because then it's like, well, is this part of the launch or is this just part of like the normal, like, you know, am I billing you for these hours separately from the website build? Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, definitely, definitely tricky. And it's one of those things where it's like, where I have done that, they're usually for bigger clients that are paying. So it's like, I'm not going to nickel and dime them. I'm just going to, you know, make sure they're happy because they're, they're paying yeah. a good amount of money. So mm. They're almost the better that. ones though. The people who don't ever want to touch their own website because you don't have to do mm. handover. Like <laughs> you make the website live and you hand it over to yourself and you're like, great, we're done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no yeah. training videos required. No, like. I disagree anything. a little bit though because of the old hit by a bus scenario. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, how many people do we work with that say like, I can't access my site at all and I've lost contact with my dev. So I yeah, still think- loads that that's an important an important thing and the um so i want to just back jump back for one second when you send out that first so we've sort of talked about three steps here like the first thing is that email it's going out and telling them that which you can sort of systematize right like you can have a canned email you have that, a you draft just, that you yeah, edit tweak yeah and then um then we're going to send them out maybe a form or something like that to encourage them to go through the site thoroughly which you could steal mine if you want and use that, or you can make your own. And then we're going to get to this part where we've got to give them all this info. And for this, I, I, Mike, I think you do the same as me. We use the infamous WOM. Do you, are you a WOM yes. user? Yeah, I do. I'm a WOM man. Yeah. This was I'm a uh, WOM man band. <laughs> a WOM man band. This man. is a document that was created by our pal Kyle Van Dusen from the admin bar Facebook group. He's been on the show before. 
and it's it's so brilliant in its simplicity like it just makes total sense he created a document that is set up in google sheets so that you can go customize it for each client and then save it as a pdf and it's a way to hand them their rele relevent information for their site you know you're, you yeah, use it how you wish if you want to actually put passwords and stuff but it's basically yeah. giving them the the things that they need to know like if you were to get hit by a bus they could take control of their website what i do i don't put the passwords on there what i do is give them their email address and i say do a password reset if you yeah. can't get in cool. uh, but it also has some sort of upsell things for the care plan if they're not on one where it's like here's what you need to do you need to run backups yeah. every day. You got to update this every, you know, like it sort of lists all that stuff too, to make them sort of have a little overwhelmed. So they want you to do it for them. But that to me is a great way. And Mike, at what point? So, oh, I'll put the the link to that in there too. It's not an affiliate link. I bought yet, it. But... I haven't done it yet though. The one thing um, that I probably do different to a lot of other people is I don't give people administrator access to their website if I'm maintaining their website, unless they really mm. need it for some reason. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I make them have two-factor and, you know, blah, blah. But I only have two clients who have administrator access to their own website. And so technically, like, giving them access to their website doesn't actually help them if they needed to move their website, for example. So I would instead just say to them, hey, if something happens and I got hit by a bus, just call Kinetics and your ABN is linked to your domain name. So that shows that you own this website. They'll help you move it somewhere else. So um, instead of giving them administrator access, they can still rescue their site if they need to, and they've still got control. But I don't like giving administrator access to my clients because I think it's just a bigger security risk than they need. So yeah. that's the only thing that I would do different in that whole scenario. Mm -hmm. So so Sarah, do you sign your clients up to maintenance agreements before, you know, well early before in your... Build? Yeah, before you build, before you start. Do you yeah, say, well, I'll know if they're going to or not. And I would say 90% of clients do sign up to that. And so then it's not a big deal. I, I heavily suggest they use Kinetics, even if they don't sign with me for maintenance, purely because if they don't want to sign for maintenance, then I talk them up on really good quality hosting. Part of the reason for that, it's way easier for me to launch a site on Kinetics than it is to launch it somewhere else. And so I don't really want to have to move it to some other hosting and then have the issues where, you know, it might not play very nicely. But also then if they need help in the future and it's already with Kinetics, then Kinetics can just give me access through my own portal. So there's a whole bunch of oh, stuff that's, that's so nice. way easier. And often clients who don't go on maintenance still come back to me six months later and say, hey, can you whatever, whatever. And so I heavily recommend they go with Kinetics if I can. And they're not overly too expensive or whatever. So um, it's not usually too hard of a sell. So I at least try and sell them on that. But I would say most go on maintenance, um, yeah. which is helpful. So in answer to your question, quite often a lot of the clients that I have uh, spend a lot of time only in hiring whether they want maintenance or whatever. Yeah, right. So we say, okay, we'll discuss that at the end. Yeah. And then when uh, the, the WOM is the um, document that puts very much into it's a reminder to them and it's saying look you know who's the person that's going to be looking after uh, your website who's the person that's going to be doing this and 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 the the document kind of leaves these fields open for them to write the name in of the person that's going to be doing all of this this keeping yep. their website going um 
and and then we remind them again and we say look you know it's been a month it's been eight weeks it's been three months you haven't had your website up, updated um since it went live this is now uh getting into security risk territory um and um you either get people that respond to that or they just don't because they see so it So if as, you're not maintaining it, are they annoyed yeah. that you're still looking at the site? Uh, no, actually. I think that, um, no, I've never had that. Um, I think that it's, I don't set it up routinely to be, I don't put anything on to manage WP yeah. unless they are, um, uh, you know, a, a, a paying client for that. Um, so there are, um, as part of my own post go live, I, I make sure I use I use Uptime Robot um, um, to uh, to check uh, if sites are, are up or down. So you, you're in there first, as it were. Um, but uh, equally, uh, I then just go back to them and say, look, you know, you haven't got maintenance, um, you haven't signed up for it, and you know all the the sites that you've gone live with, and as part of your like your recurring revenue stream, you know somewhere where some websites where people have perhaps their business has stopped and you know they were having maintenance and so this is part of you know your recurring revenue all the time isn't it so um it's for every website that doesn't have maintenance you you're then reminding them and saying look you're going to be in this situation where at some point you're going to ask us to do something and you need to understand that if that website hasn't had any maintenance for say eight months nine months ten months there's going to be a charge because it's going to be so far behind, particularly with something like e-commerce, which is like, I mean, in my book, you, you can't have, and I mean, there's lots of brochure sites I've seen where people have not had maintenance and it's been fine. Maybe it's been good hosting. They've been fortunate. Um, but e-commerce, you just cannot leave that so far behind because, um, you know, a WooCommerce upgrade is a huge upgrade as is all of the add-on plugins and any other plugins that they've got so um yeah i i think it's just a case of just making sure that uh, they're reminded of the importance of it but i think people these days just see it as you trying to do an upsell and there is a there's an that's why the warm you know when kyle produced the warm it was kind of like you know this is a document that's really going to help you and it does it helps under underpin what you're trying to say and and hopefully get the so instead of the one for me at the moment i make training videos with loom and one of my training videos if they're not going to be on maintenance is how to look after your website and so i'll go through it kind of visually and audibly i guess um so going through this is the security plugin this is the kind of things it's going to show you when it comes up in a security plugin this is what you need to do when that comes up this is how you update your plugins you need to make sure that your website is backed up and so i kind of go through that in a short video instead of the warm i mean i've had plans through the warm but to this point i've just done a video that basically talks them through it and it's that same thing of trying to say to them like, this is fine. You can totally do this yourself. No worries. Absolutely no worries. But you have to log into your website once a week. And this is the things you need to do when you log into your website once a week. And then often what I'll find is for those clients who then stick to that, um, like who don't then update it, which is most of them, then they'll come back to me in three months and say, oh, can you just run all those updates for me? In which case, sure, you can pay me. I'll do that. Or often about six months down the track or a year down the track, they'll say, oh, this is too hard. Can I just go on your maintenance? 
Um, so that's Which, generally my process. It's similar to sort of what Mike is doing, I think, only. Yeah, except I don't go back to them. Slow, so it's up yeah. to them to come to me can and say, this is too hard. Like, can you update it? Or this is too mm-hmm. hard. And I don't chase them on that because nine times out of 10, they're going to have to come back to me for something at some point. So because they're gonna this is stuck. interesting. You're, you, you just let them go. You say you could do it and wait yep. for them to come back. Mike chases yep. them. I try and scare them into it first. I try and scare them straight <laughs> before we have a problem. So you that's kind of cool. video, like, Steph. We all still, we all have the same thing. No, I do my rapid fire thing and it works like a charm. I just go out Your there and it's so easy. Thing. It's so easy. You just go in here and you click all these updates, but you don't watch out for the major version, not the minor version. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like I just go really fast and go through it all. So like, I'm going to record this for you. No problem. You can do this. But you just do it like that. And they're like, that's actually sounds really terrifying. You know, you say it in a way like they're, it's not a problem, but it actually is kind of terrifying for them. So just like, yeah. or... Yeah. This sounds overwhelming. Just let, we can just do it for you. It's no problem. This is our bread and butter. I started a whole entire company to run updates on WordPress website. You know, that's my little, I do that little spiel and they're like, okay, you do it. So something that David and I teach in our business course is selling the client, like before you even start the project, selling the client on getting or having a professional manager site, mm-hmm. not specifically saying it has to be me but saying like you need a professional to manage your site, whether if you have a professional in house or another professional in mind, it, it can be me. It doesn't have to be me, but it can be me and getting them like planting that seed early on that like they need a professional. And then um, I could even see it going, taking it a step further and, and, and basically saying like, we're not going to build you a website unless you're either A, on our maintenance plan, or B, you have another professional, an actual professional that's going to manage your site. Because like, you can open up the security vulnerabilities, like you can get hacked or whatever. And it's like, also, it's one of those things where it's like, it's like, I don't want to put my name on a website that's gotten just trashed due to poor management. And now it looks terrible. And now my, my little link copyright, you know, is at the bottom, like, you know, <laughs> so I'm curious if anyone has done that where they won't build a website unless they're on their maintenance plan, because I see that's kind of the trend where it's going is it's not just highly encouraged. Now it's a necessity. Like I'm not going to build your site unless you're on my maintenance plan or someone else's maintenance plan type of thing, because it's just very, very. So I haven't done that people. except this like just a week ago I went and met with someone and I got the very strong vibe from them that they didn't really want to they didn't have any security on their current website and it was at this point where I'm pretty sure it's hacked because they can't even upload photos Mm -hmm. so it's in this really bad place and so when I pitched them usually in my um, document that I send them my proposal it'll have like little tick boxes so they can tick would I like a web design would I like hosting and maintenance and then they tick it I didn't allow them the tick. I just said like the website and the hosting, this is the cost. And so they could have come back to me and said, oh, we don't really want the hosting and maintenance. But sometimes you get the vibe from them. They're not going to do it and they need the help and they've got the money. Like you can kind of tell that they're going to be okay with the money. So I just stuck it right in there and they signed yeah. off on it. So usually I, like I wouldn't that. do that. Usually I like to give them control over the the decision but every now and then I think there's some people you just know they're not going to do it and they've got the finances. So why yeah. give them the yeah, choice? I like that where you, you assume the sale and then you don't 
let them know that there's an option. And if they bring it up, then you can discuss it and talk about it. I had already discussed, like in your sales meeting, you can discuss with them like, hey, your hosting is really crap. You need to change it. This is what I recommend. And then in the discussion, I said, and then if you've got issues, you just call up that hosting company and they'll fix it for you. And they said, or we can just call you. And I was like, okay, there's my green light. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. even going to give them the option to go to their own hosting. They just want to call me. So let's just build that in right from the beginning. So it's I built it. To... Oh, sorry. sorry my God. Yeah. No, it's okay. say I built mine easy... into my, oh, we just did it to ourselves again. <laughs> right, well, I'm going to go ahead and talk now. Since rock, you paper, scissors. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors for it. <laughs> you go. Uh, I, what were we talking about? No, I built it <laughs> into my proposal at the beginning. It's been mentioned a couple times in the in the chat here. A lot of folks are saying like you got to talk about this stuff early on, but yeah. uh, so I built it into my proposal, but I don't want it to inflate my number. <laughs> I don't want right. it to change the number of my site. So I include on my proposals. I think I've talked about it on the show a couple times before, but I put um, additional slash recurring costs and or something like that or upcoming costs, something like that. And I put like a little. Like nobody likes to be surprised by another thing. And this is, this proposal covers this, but there are some additional things. If you need it, you know, your theme, your plugins, blah, blah, blah. And in there, I talk about how, you know, the Divi theme is included. If you're on our maintenance, if you sign up for our maintenance, if not, it's going to cost you this much a year. And then any plugins. And I I do sort of a mental, like we estimate you won't need any premium plugins or we estimate you will need these, whatever. And then, um, and then I put the care plan, I put the hosting, I put all those things, but I just put them as their own little dollar amount or range. And then I don't, it's just in the text of the yep. body of the proposal. It's not in the dollar amounts. So that so in theory, I are you like including, ready. are you including maintenance in that first year? Like, Mm-mm. oh no. So then they go monthly, don't they? Mm-hmm. I only do monthly, yeah. Okay. but I don't want it. And also like the way my billing system works, like I can't send a bill for a flat fee and a subscription at the same time. Right. I, don't, I don't know if anybody can, like, yeah, that's just complicated. Uh, you can do right. that? Yeah. Um, the proposal will let you do that. Um, but that's cool. It, yeah. So it, like at the bottom, it'll say like, I don't know, $10,000 and then it'll say $7.99 per year. And mm. so it'll have like two amounts and then it'll say like, what's due now? And then it kind of says what's going to be that's due nice. in the future. Yeah. That's yeah, Nusi. Stripe, Stripe can do yeah, that. Yeah, Nusi. So. It's spelled really weird. N-U-S-I or N-U-S-I-I. Yeah, double I. It's nice. It's nice and clean and simple. I like it. Nusi and clean. Yeah, because Stripe can do that. Like, for example, with my product business, someone can buy two different individual subscriptions yep and the the first charge it's one transaction but then for the next year they're two separate transactions because they might cancel one or upgrade one you know whatever um and so that's some places that don't do that and it drives me crazy like the events calendar if you want to cancel so if you bought three things that were annual and you want to cancel one of them you have to cancel all of them and then re-sign up Ugh. to like the other two. It's really stupid system. So yeah. I like your system very yeah. much. Yes. So yeah, that's easy digital downloads with um with Stripe. But yeah, the basically the the magic is with Stripe. And and so yeah. basically an invoice software that integrates with Stripe should be able to do it in theory. That's great. So you can, yeah, charge for one, here's the lump sum, you know, yeah. remaining 50% uh payment. 
with the first month and then after and then it's you know however much every month after yeah, yeah i'm gonna look into that because i don't think my, i'm i'm using uh plutio right now and i don't think i could do it i couldn't do it with my previous one which was like the one that no, i've never heard anybody else use before because it's terrible <laughs> you do stephanie so you do monthly only is the intention behind that where it's like netflix where it's set and forget it they mm -hmm. don't have to think about it yeah, yeah. no more de no decision making you're allowed yeah. to cancel so, anytime. You never have to decide to keep going. Right. Okay. Love that. So a lot of this harks back to the, the beginning of a project, doesn't it? Uh, I think mm -hmm. Sean has mentioned it. Um, you know, it says full disclosure and transparency towards the beginning planning stages save so much trouble later on. And Big time. Uh, early on, I, uh, you know, I got into a situation with a particular client where uh, they said, you know, they've got this hosting and I'd had a look at it and I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And I said, look, you need to change hosting. You need to be on a different hosting hosting platform for this this site. You know, it's a really important site to you. You're putting all this money into it. You need to change hosting. And they didn't. And so it came near to go live. And I got so desperate to go live with this project. Could it gone on and on and on? I said, OK, we'll put it on your hosting. Massive mistake because um, I'd never come across this before in a hosting company where they'd set files and uh, folders to 771 permissions and files to 660 as default. So that meant things didn't work. Um, the, the, obviously, the, the proper folder permissions are 755 and 644 for files. Um, and then you couldn't upload any plugins. You couldn't activate anything. And then there was another issue with the FTP users as well. So I just kept coming across all these issues. And, and because I said I'd do it, that meant it was all on me. So instead of saying to them, like you did, Sarah, you know, it's your hosting. It, we, we put it on there. If it doesn't work and, you know, you've said that this hosting's fine, then there's going to be an issue. So it, I, I think I saw Beth, um, she's got on here she says i just moved my last client to my hosting i require they use my hosting on my care care, care yeah. plan totally. so essentially Which i'm 100 on board with that as well yeah. i will not yeah. maintain a website unless my only thing is unless it's flywheel or wp engine like a managed host that i yeah. know is just going to function mm. that's it otherwise it's my hosting or nothing okay. because it's too much of a pain in the ass and there's the things where they're like it's so slow and you're like well that's because you're on crap hosting like but it's on you because you're the maintenance person so right yeah, exactly yeah or all of a sudden something stops working and you're like i didn't do any updates but it's because the yeah. hosting company just updated to a newer version of php or something yeah. and the plugin wasn't compatible and now something's broken and you're like exactly. you're thrown for a loop because you're supposed to be in charge of it and yeah and if their support is crap like the reason that i love my host is because i can literally call them i'll get the same five people every single time and like or i'll send an email and i'll be able to get the response i know that if something goes wrong and i know i didn't do anything i know how to deal with that quickly but totally. if it was with like there's a company called melbourne it hearing in australia that is awful and their support is just horrific like if something goes wrong, you're not going to get through to them for like days. And that's a problem. So I don't want to be responsible for any of that. I feel like we've veered into maintenance um, and we might need to veer back into handover. 
bring us around, Sarah. I think. All right. There's so, so much overlap to it, but let's do this. I know there is. So let's assume that we're handing stuff over to someone who's maybe on maintenance and then we'll come back in and loop the extra things you need to give someone if they're not on maintenance. Love it. Um, okay. So if I was handing a website over to someone who is on my maintenance, then I'm going to want to give them a bunch of training videos. And so the way that I'll process that is I generally start with like four or five videos, just the real basics, and I do it in their website, in their user. So I deliberately do that because it helps me debug the issue of a, a person getting their login and then they log in and they go, oh, I can't see that bit. Like that bit's not available to me or I can't edit that thing. And it's because I've got some sort of setting in the Divi theme, use whatever it is in the role editor or you know and something's or the menu they don't have a menu item or something like that so it helps me deep that i use the plugin user switch user switch does that sound right yes so you install this plugin and then you can switch into being someone else's user which is super useful on like a membership site or an e-commerce site but i use it for this part of the process because then i can switch in to being them make all the videos um and then i can just uninstall that plugin afterwards um, but I'll make videos like an overview of the website and then go through the different sections, making general text edits and image edits, um, SEO information, all that kind of stuff. And then I basically just keep adding videos as they need them. Um, and then, and what I say to my clients, so with that two week handover that Mike's got, I give people a three month handover. It's not three months to like, let me edit anything, but I say, you've got three months to ask me any questions where you can't do something. So if you two months down the track go, I want to try and like edit this thing and none of your videos cover that, then I will continue to add videos for that first three months. And so the idea is get in there, play around, try and do stuff. If you can't work out how to do something, I will make a video and add it to your library for that three months. After that point, it you need to pay for that stuff. Very generous. That's a very good offer. What's their library? Where do you put that? In Loom. So I pay for the paid version of Loom and I just make mm-hmm. them a folder and then I add all their videos to their folder. And then I basically say, if you have any more questions, I'll just make another video and chuck it in your folder. And that'll generally take me 10 or 15 minutes if they need a new video. Like it's not a big thing, but it means they've got that three months to kind of have a play. So that's kind of part of the handover, even though it's an extended part. Um, and then obviously you're going to want to hand them over their user. Um, so at that point, I've already created a user and I just need to change the email address to their email address. Usually I make it my own when I'm building, but then I change it to their email address and then just click a reset password kind of thing because then I've already tested their user. So I want to know that's the user I'm handing over to them, um, which I give them an editor access. And so I'll then just click the reset thing. So, so I'll send them an email. yourself a different account or no? Um, I have my admin access and okay. then I give them an editor access. You get a new well. editor account with your email, test everything. Yeah, I just do it with like, um, with Google, you can just add stuff to it. So I'll have like admin plus and their name at endure.com.au mm-hmm. as like just the starter. And then I'll just change it over to their email address. But so at that point of handover, I'm sending them an email that says, um, congratulations, your website's live. Here is your training videos. Um, and, you know, keep asking questions. You've got three months. I highly recommend you have a good play with your website in that time so that you, if there is anything that you either don't have access to or you don't know how to do, just let me know and I will make another video for you after that three months 
that time will come out of your maintenance agreement. Um, and then, so basically saying anything you don't have, just let me know and I'll fix that up for you. Um, and then you will notice an email coming asking you to reset your password. Please go and do that. The one thing I need to add to this email, which only came up this week and I didn't really think of it, was the fact that I got an email from a client saying over the weekend saying, hey, I've just noticed when I make changes that they don't go live on the website. And it was because he was making changes in my dev site after oh. the website had gone live. And so often I, I like to keep the dev site just for a little bit, mm -hmm. but I hadn't said to him. So he was like, when I log in, I go to this place. I hadn't actually specified don't go to the old one. And I think either I should move the clone to somewhere else so that that link is dead or just kill it straight away. Um, and accept the live site is the live site. But that was a little hurdle I came across and I thought that's probably an important part for me to make it less confusing for them because he just didn't think in his mind, oh, now I change where I log in. In his mind, you still keep logging in in the same location because he mm -hmm. had already been making changes on the site. So that was a different scenario where he got the training videos early because he wanted to feel like he knew what to do when the website went live. Um, so it was a slightly different Order. I've got anyway, a question. Kind of a bit of an overview oh. of some of the things I hand over. If you if you have a, a a website redesign, so you know you you're changing changing across from say a website five or six years old. Do you take a uh, a copy of their old site when you complete the new one and just store it somewhere? Um, do you like put it I on? Have. You know, potentially put it on a server for some for somebody, and it's it's a it's an interesting one because um, routinely people don't ask, but they do afterwards. <laughs> so it's one to remember for anybody out there that's you know it new, depends new on to the site, but it depends what they're asking for, right? Like most of the time, it might just be a bit of content. In which case, the Wayback Machine is a godsend, and I use the Wayback Machine many, many times. Even things like when someone accidentally kills a page on their website, and you just need to go back and put some new content back in. Like going back to the Wayback Machine, yep. and you can see what it used to say, because you can't remember what it used to say. Um, like I would just point them to that if they got stuck and wanted to see what something used to say. But on a really complex site, I did a college website recently. We did store the old website because I was really, we killed hundreds of pages when we did it. So they wanted to really simplify the website. That's and I terrifying. got very nervous that they would be upset about some of the pages that suddenly disappeared. Or maybe the core team that was approving were fine with it, but then other people at the college would have freaked out that some pages had disappeared. So I did keep a backup of that, but I wouldn't normally because that's just space yeah. on my server that I don't want to keep. I'm a bit of a backup whore. And so I will <laughs> back up. So like in that scenario, Mike, where you laid out, like, yes, I, I would have a backup of their old site. Um, I, I have a client where I'm not even managing their stuff anymore because I don't really do that anymore. Um, but I still have multiple versions of their site that are on like subdomains. So they're not only backups, but they're actually, they're like live backups essentially of like, okay, here was the original site. Here was the redesign and then here was like the 2.0 version where we added in the e-commerce stuff and then oh here was uh the you know the very last uh version of the site that i had before 
Wow. Know, I, I turned it over to someone else. Um, but that's just me, you know, like that's me being extra careful, paranoid, whatever you want to call it. So that if there's ever anything, I can just get it really quickly. Yeah. Because to me, it's like, if there's something on there that I need, like it only takes, you know, a couple minutes max to yeah. clone, clone a site in order to have that backup or, you know, create a backup, whatever, um, than to spend hours trying to find something. And Wayback Machine is great, but only if it's indexed. Yeah, right. It doesn't always work. Yeah. I would say if I'm handing a website over to non-maintenance, I will take a backup before I hand it over so that you can say to them, like, off you go. But, you know, if you get hacked or whatever, like... You it's interesting because and I, if you get hacked, then I will keep a clean version of your site hostage until you pay me an outrageous amount. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't do exactly. that. Cool. Yeah, I, maybe you tell them that you keep a backup. I used to always tell them that I kept a backup, but maybe you just keep it on the sly, and then when they come crying back to you, you can it's say, Elo. "I happen to have a backup of that." Yeah. yeah, and you save the day, and then they really want to pay you to be on maintenance. I don't think <laughs> so, many people put it into their contracts, though. I don't think there's anything in the contract that says we will take and keep a, a backup. No, copy no, no. Of I would not do that. I want to do that. If you accidentally lose it. <laughs> right. No, exactly. Yeah. And it's well. Uh, and how long do you keep it and all that stuff? So if we yeah. if they go off of our, if they're not going to be maintenance. I'll usually download a thing. The managed WP keeps one for three months. But, yeah, you know, you start getting any longer than that and it's it's a little hairy update, you know, even rolling back to. Yeah, 100 percent because of bugs and updates and all of those kind of things. Uh, Danny Green said something a while back that we didn't we sort of blew right past. But I think it's interesting what she does. She's Danny, you may need to clarify this a little bit for us. She says her handover. Um, she gives 30 days to book in a recorded walkthrough of their website. And after that, she charges for it. Yep. So is this like your training videos, Danny? That's yeah. kind of interesting. And I like putting the pressure on them. Like if you, you can book it or not, then you're not doing it if they're not even going to value it or pay attention to it. Yeah. So you have to let us know um, in the chat. I like it. The only reason I like doing recorded videos is because they can't interrupt me, which I just think you get through more quickly. But also you can do it in really small chunks. And so then you can just title it whatever the thing is, like how to edit an event or how to upload images or whatever it is. And they can be really short, snappy ones. And then if something like updates and changes, you can just replace that video and you're not having to, obviously like, you know, in, in Danny's example, they'd have to pay for her to come and give her extra training, which I think is great. Um, and so I think that's fine. But yeah, I like the idea of like short little snappy ones. And then part of my maintenance thing is people get two hours of technical support included per year. So they can ask questions, okay. they can get me to make changes, whatever. Um, but often I say, I highly recommend you use that for extra training videos. So, you know, that's going to take me 15 minutes to make an extra training video. And so then you're just adding to their library, which I think is a nice little value add. Um, but yeah, I, I get annoyed when people interrupt me when I'm making the videos. I feel like it would go much longer than 30 minutes if I was with a client doing it. Yeah, I had a sure. client where I did an in-person walkthrough and it, I was there for like two and a half hours. Yeah. It was it oh. was a nightmare. And I was like, I could yeah. have done a 15-minute video and shown you everything. <laughs> uh -huh. 
Ken Brayton has a question for you, Sarah. Do you ever repurpose your videos for no. others or are they always custom for every customer? They're always custom. The only thing that's not custom is I've got a couple of videos that I'll semi-regularly send to people that are things like how to attach your credit card to your um, Google Apps account or something like that where I was at one point paying for their Google and now they need to start paying because I'm not offering that as a service. So I've got a, a couple of generic videos like that, but they're always custom, partly because it gives better value add and makes it look mm -hmm. a little bit more schmancy and partly because everybody's website is different. And I don't want to be like yes. showing off like Diddy changes all the time. So you mm -hmm. want to show the most recent version so it looks exactly the same as, and then just be re-recording all the time. But you also want to show them in their content so they're seeing how their Click events are up. here, it will look like that. Yeah, and it'll show yeah. their styles and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. absolutely. Plus, to be able to say like, hey, Fred, here's here's how you update. Exactly. Like just that little bit makes such a yeah. difference. And, and I always really get comments about videos. Always, always, always. Oh my gosh, they were so helpful mm -hmm. and I'm so surprised at what I can achieve all on my own. And like, I always get comments on it. And so I think aside from anything else, it's maybe an hour of my time, but it's a massive value add to the experience yeah. for the client, which I think means they're going to recommend you to someone else. That's really great. Yeah, for sure. So Danny's answered our question here. She said um, she does a Zoom with them and records it. So she yeah, likes them asking questions. Yeah. Which is different. I like them asking questions in the Zoom and I usually don't ever get asked again yeah. for more videos. She does it for one hour max. So that's okay. uh that's great. It's another way to, to handle it. Yeah. And if they don't care, then you don't have to spend the hour doing it if they're not gonna And if it it's in. the way you like to work as well. I think that's one of the things, yeah. right? Like for me it works really well to not have interruptions, but for other people it might actually make it a more efficient process. It, I, it also depends on your clients, I think, too. You know, if that's yeah. something that they want to, if, if they're the kind of person that wants to feel like they're in control of it and they want to, they have some specific things that they want to know how to do. But yeah, I, oh, Nancy just commented, she started to use Tango, which I love. Tango is this app that has just like, man, it's so good and it's free, which is bonkers. Um, it makes a PDF instruction sheet. So she'll do a Zoom. Uh, record it and then give them the tango as well. So that's another way to do it. Uh, again, depends on your your audience, right? Like what kind of if they're if they're a little bit more old school or or an older person or something like that. Maybe um, you know a PDF is better. Yeah. V Vicky says I put them in Google Docs because I'm cheap. Tango's free, Vic. Go get it. Go try it. <laughs> it's super cool. So. <laughs> Um, there's one, uh, we're just about the top of the hour. I do have a question. If you guys have somebody that does not, uh, accept you on your, um, maintenance, so they're not going to go maintenance, yeah. then they come back like, like you, like the scenarios we've talked about the different yeah. ones, they come back three months yeah. later and they're like, yeah. I changed my mind. I need you to fix this. You know, I want you to do it or I broke everything or whatever it is. How do you handle that pricing because here's my dilemma with that and it doesn't happen very often honestly because i'm i have a very high um <laughs> sign on rate it i'm an right amazing salesperson so well i scare the crap out of them so <laughs> <laughs> um so but if they come back so you say it's 99 bucks a month and then so say three months goes by well so how much do you charge them because if you charge less than 300 dollars, then they made the right choice 
because it's less yeah. money. Yeah. If you, yeah, so, but are you going to charge roster. them like 500? Yeah. Like, how do you do that to make it be like an actual reasonable amount of money to save their site? Or, but also make it not like they saved money by not doing it the way you recommended. That's a tricky one. Yeah, well, I think you I have mean, to think about your other clients, don't you? You have to think about the people no. that have paid. Yeah, no, you do. Because you what you're doing is if you've set out your business and you've set out a way of uh, taking maintenance, for those people that have taken maintenance and they're keeping their websites updated, if you don't charge them more for not having it done and, and it's, you're going to their website and you're saying, well, actually, this is version this and this is version this, um, I, I had this um, with a with a client recently, and it was more of an extreme example. But um, they'd got like um, the older version of Events Calendar um, by Modern Tribe, and and it had completely changed in the interim. Uh, there was one, I think it was four point nine to five in this last big year. update. Yeah, and um, and I just looked at it and I just said, no, that you, you're looking at a minimum of of about five hundred quid for me to even even look at it because I knew that it was going to completely change their whole process and, and how they'd had the website set up originally. And um, and and they were fine, actually. They said, oh, I'm not going to get it done now. I'll get it done later in the year. And I thought, okay, it's probably going to cost you more. Then. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's, it's still going to cost you. Sorry, Tim. No, I, I agree with Mike. And then because if you just charge them, you know, one month or whatever, what's to say they're not going to just cancel and then, you know, call yeah. you back in six months when they breaks again. Yeah. Um, so I think what you could do is you can say, okay, I charge hourly to get your site back into back working to order, get to that, yeah, that neutral, you know, yeah. standpoint, and then it's X amount of dollars per month, you know, to yeah. maintain it. However, if the amount it's so I it's already hourly, love where you're going it's hourly to get it back to neutral or it's uh like a it's base price a base price of whatever they didn't pay whichever is higher so if they skip three months then they're paying a minimum of three months worth of your maintenance plan yeah or hourly to get it fixed whatever whichever one is higher because if it's something super complex like mike was talking about different versions blah 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 okay well that might cost more than three months worth of of your maintenance plan in order to get it all fixed up and stuff and that's what they're paying because yeah you sure. have to reward the customers that are are paying for that you know monthly maintenance and everything you do, and, and but you to look after their site having said that they're not all talking to each other and yeah i don't do think you, it matters do you all. want to get them pissed off right <laughs> and so for me personally, yes, I would charge per hour. If there's stuff I have to do to get it fixed, I'm definitely going to charge for that time to get it fixed, to get them back to a place where I'm happy to move forward. But I'm not going to charge them more than that. And yes, maybe they won out. And yes, like they took a gamble and they won that gamble. Congratulations, you. All right, let's just move forward. But I don't want to say they come back to me in six months and it really just needs a couple of updates because it was a small business website, like not much is broken. It's all kind of okay. You know, I might charge them an hour or two hours to fix that stuff up and then move on. Yes, they won out on that six months and yes, they won the gamble, but I don't want to be charging them six months like and get them pissed off that then we're in this awkward not fun part of the relationship i would yeah, much prefer to see the long-term part of it of okay they realize that they can't do this themselves and now they want me to do it i've potentially got that client for the rest of their business life 
I I personally yep. would prefer to for them to be super thankful and just like, I'm so glad I'm back on board with you. I'm so glad. This is great. Happy to pay that two hours. No worries. Let's move forward. For me mm-hmm. personally, that's the approach I'd prefer to take because I think having a good relationship with people where they're not then sending a narky email of like, oh, this thing isn't right or like, and they're all pissed off because they had to pay this massive amount of money and they didn't get that benefit of the last six months that they could have had and I, I just don't want that. I'd much prefer to just let that go and move on from here. I so maybe, I, like, I like both sides of this story because mm, I think it's yeah. a tricky. Yeah. And maybe if they're a, a sh- one. shit person and you don't, yeah. you know, you don't really <laughs> want to take them on, maybe that's when you charge them the six months because you're like, you idiot, like you should have. Maybe it's a case by case basis, but for the most part, I don't, I don't want th- that part of the relationship. Do you guys offer a lower rate when you have someone's on your maintenance? Lower hourly rate? Yeah. No. I don't either. Sorry. Do you have a 10% what was discount the question? If they're on maintenance. Do you, you offer, offer a lower hourly rate if you're if you if they're on maintenance with you? No, because what you're saying is that your time is worth less yeah. just because they're a customer. So I'm saying by going with me, you get this added bonus. Um, and it's only 10%, which is not like a massive difference. And to be honest, the amount of extra stuff that clients get me to do really isn't very much. And I wouldn't do that if they were going to, they don't get the 10% if we're doing a big overhaul. It's just for like an extra hour or two here or there. I don't think, see, I, you can frame it either way, Tim, because you could also say, you know, this is my hourly rate. If you're not on one of our trusted business partners or whatever, then we charge more because we're not involved, you know. You could spin yeah. it, but I, I don't do it anyway because it's just too complicated and nobody really cares. It's just an added um, bonus for people to come on for me. So it's a part of like the big bulk thing. This is what you get when you come with me. You get good quality hosting. You get daily backups. You, you get, get the whole blah, package. Blah, blah, blah. You get 10% off any additional time that you require while you're on this maintenance plan. And that's just mm-hmm. a part of the bonus. And then I have like a little recommended retail price is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Because I want them to see, like, you're paying this much, but if you were to pay for all these things individually, you'd be paying this much. I guess the way. um, I guess the way. Is your dog ready for his walk? He is is ready to eat. Is what it is. He never moves. (laughs) He never moves from the couch, and he is absolutely attacking you. He knocked your AirPod out a second ago. He did. He's very food motivated. So. I guess the way you could deal with this, which is kind of a hybrid of what we've been talking about, is to ensure that the communication that you have post go live as part of your handover would be a sequence of emails, perhaps, or uh, a situation where you're saying, look, you know, we've explained how important maintenance is. Uh, We haven't heard back from you yet. Your next email month later, it is time for your maintenance. Did you forget? Did, Did the email sort of you know, oh, yeah, I'll deal with that. And I forgot. That's a good uh, idea. I yeah. Like and try to strike up the try to strike up the conversation without being too much in their face. Um, because uh, quite often, um, and my experiences uh, of people is that the website's live, and they really do just want want it live and want to forget it. They don't want to do anything with it. So unlike you, Sarah, where you seem to have this um, relationship with people that are, are are wanting more done or they want to do stuff and they're creating videos for them, a lot of my experience is that um, the website's live and they don't touch it. They're, they're not there. It just sits there. They're happy that they got the website that they asked for. Thank you very much. 
review done um, and and I don't hear from them. So yeah. um, and I think there is there's merit in in communicating afterwards and then perhaps a little bit further down and the last email that says something on the lines of, you know, there is going to be a cost to you if you come back to us after a certain period of time because you haven't had your website updated. Um, and um, so you just so that you understand that. Um, and maybe you could even yeah. put that at the beginning. You can say, you know, because you're talking about maintenance at the beginning, which I think is a really good idea, because quite often it's mentioned at the beginning. You know, you're, you're having a WordPress website. We recommend you have maintenance. And then what I usually say to them is, look, we've discussed that after the website has gone live and we're, you know, we're over the line. Um, but the fact that you put that on early, early on, and do you get them actually signed up then or do you just yeah, say yeah, but I, I, just send, I don't have a maintenance thing so it's not like sorry I don't have a monthly thing I charge annually um, oh, okay. and so that's slightly different so it's just a part of the invoices the invoices get split up into three when I'm building a website so it's just part of that process and then they sure. don't get another invoice until a year after their website goes live um, but I would just yeah. send an I, I think it's a good idea if you're handing over the website and they say I'm not going on maintenance just to have in that email that says, we understand you're not going with maintenance, no worries. Um, you know, I've provided a video of how to look after your website and then maybe just a quick little dot points, make sure you log in weekly, blah, 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 blah. If you decide at some point to come back to us, no worries, just a heads up that we will be charging for whatever it re the website requires for us to get back to or whatever your terms are, obviously. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, we're going to be charging a $3.99 um base price to get it back to where we're happy to take it on and then it will be this much ongoing or whatever but even just a two sentence thing in that handover email even if they don't read it that means you can go back when they come back to you and say oh, please take over it you can say as we sit in our handover email no worries happy to do that this is the deal and then it's yep. not a big deal and it's like you having bring, brung up maintenance when you're selling the website it's not a surprise. They're not upset right. about it because they knew about it right from the beginning. They understood that there was a gamble, that they were saying, I don't want maintenance and this is what it's going to mean when I choose to come back. It's not a shock. They're not upset. No one's pissed off at each other. It's all okay. And even if you want to say, I've got a $500 payment, if you choose to come back to me, they've had the heads up. They know what they're signing up for. Yeah. Guys, I hate to say it. But time flies when you're talking about really geeky things like we do. And we are past our one hour so mark already. Talk about. How do you give them a password? Uh, oh, I told you. No, I said that already. I just give them their no, you, uh, tell them to either how do you give them their email? You, you you make it a really easy password, like password, for example, and then you put it in the email. <laughs> no, it's not. That's exactly what you do. No. That's not, that is not a yeah. good idea. We're going to edit that out and post. <laughs> that was a joke. Don't ever do that. <laughs> no, you just set it up as their email. And when they go and try and log in with their own email address, they just hit. The yeah, right. Okay. I thought you were saying that you set up a Gmail account for them. Because I know in the past we've talked about some people set up a Gmail account, but then they no. attach everything to that Gmail account. And then you hand over that Gmail account. Um, Nobody wants so to I log into anything else except the only things that they log into right now. So I don't do anything else than their just their basics. But guys, we do have to go. If you are listening uh, live, we are so happy that you made it with us. If you're not listening live, we're still glad you're here too. Try and join us live sometime though. It's super fun. We got a ton of chitter chat in the, is that a word? 
chitty chat it, in the it works in the chat oh my god it's over i need to have something <laughs> to eat too i'm with your dog tim they uh so hit that like button please subscribe if you're on youtube uh leave us a review wherever you are we that means so much to us you guys have no idea and we will be back next week with another awesome topic. In the meantime, remember to take all of these things into consideration that we talked about today at the beginning of the project, even though this is one of the last things you might do. Try and automate it as much as you can. Get these pro Use Tango. Everybody in the chat is going nuts over Tango right now. Yeah. So go set yourself up some SOPs and uh, automate as much as you can about all this stuff and have those smooth as silk website handovers that then keep you having those loyal customers coming back for more you guys are the best we will see you next week take care bye bye